Hey there, and welcome to the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. And I am your host, Lisa Rigoli, HR manager by day, Instagram manager by night, a wife and a mom of two beautiful girls. Now in 2014, I walked away from the dream job. I worked nine plus years to get to. And here's the deal. I said no to this opportunity because I knew in my gut, I no longer wanted to climb the corporate ladder, but I wasn't ready to leave the corporate world. So I created this podcast channel to support you busy women, to maximize your time while juggling all the things. Each week, my guests and I are sharing how you can attract, nurture, and connect with your ideal audience with intentionality without spending countless hours online. We get the struggle of the juggle, and we want to remind you that you can build and run a profitable side business while working your demanding day job. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Lisa. Great to see you. Great to see you too, my friends. I would love if we, before we get into the juiciness of today's topic, would you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, for sure. For sure. So I'm a Canadian mama of two. I am a teacher by trade. So I've been teaching for the last 21 years, but I'm also an athletic director. I oversee five school boards and the administration operation of high school athletics in the city that I live. And back in 2019, I really started to explore different avenues to make money because my kids, as they're getting older and they're involved in competitive sports, I found it was difficult like to try and keep up with all of the extra you know, fees that come along with basically owning and trying to keep children alive. So yeah. <laughs> yeah and so a girlfriend of mine, she was in the same boat. So we were like, okay, how can we make money? So we started off doing transcription services with Rev. That was our first side hustle. We did that. And I'm telling you, like busted my tail to make pennies. It was really, really hard. I don't know if any of your side hustler people have ever done that. It is really hard to break into that. And it's a lot of work. So I was, you know, trading time for money. And then we found a bunch of mystery shopping organizations. And so we were actually part of five. And we were doing those a lot, to be honest with you. And we were making some good coin doing it, but still trading time for money a lot of times. Yeah. And then COVID hit. And when COVID hit, I was like, okay, well, there goes that extra side hustle money that we had. So we were both like, hey, what are we going to do? And so I loved her path. Her path, she actually created an entire business of holistic health for women, which is open in our city. It's amazing. She's done very, very well. She opened it in the middle of the pandemic, but the ideas came from us figuring this out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. She quit actually her corporate job and now she does this full time. And I went and took some courses in marketing, which I had always loved, but social media marketing specifically. And that is how the social media, you know, management and manager kind of evolved. And I got my first client, I would say in in August of 2020. Yeah. So like, I'm just celebrating my two year anniversary. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) I love how you're like realizing it in the moment too. (laughs) I did. I just realized I was like, crap. And, and I still have that client, which is amazing. And, um, and I love that client because I've learned so much. And then I, you know, surrounded myself with good people, uh, Amanda being one of them and many other 
social media managers that I really, really respect that, you know, this wasn't their first job. They, this wasn't the first thing that they did, but they used a lot of the transferable skills that they had learned in other jobs that they had had in professions and applied it. And yeah, so here we are. I love it. I love it. And I, but making sure I understood too, you started doing those marketing classes in like during COVID, like you were like, Hey, let me just see what else is out there while still teaching. Yeah. So still teaching. And it was a lot of early mornings. You know what it's like, right? You wake up a little bit earlier and you bust that out before the kids get up. And then, you know, my regular day job would start. And then when my teaching gig ended, um, because I wasn't coaching my kids, like I normally am right now, I was like, well, I'm just going to immerse myself. Essentially. I immersed myself in podcasts. That was a big one. Podcasts, books, and I, I was taking courses and this is no shade to any of these courses. The courses were great, but they would be like, well, this course takes six weeks. I would do it in like four days because I was crazy. I was like, I need to get this yeah. done and I'll move on to me, the next one. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I, and I, I just, I loved them all. And I, I was a sponge. I soaked it all up and yeah. And it just kind of led me to where I'm at now, which is, owning this business, but also still working my, my, you know, my nine to five, I guess is what they call it because I do love my profession. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I was so grateful that you were going to join the show because there are so many people that are in my space that I'm so grateful for that are no longer in corporate and they talk about how they left. But I also get excited when people are still doing the nine to five and their side hustle because a lot of my audience is in that space, not because they don't see themselves ever leaving. They're just not ready to leave whether it's a true, like, I love juggling the both. That's me raising my hand. I'm the weird one. And then there's some that are like, you too, you too. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that are like, hey, I'm planning out my exit strategy. So I'm grateful that you're like, hey, I'm in that spot. And there are long days, but you're, you're feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I, I um, love how everyone's story is unique. I love that. And yeah. I love that everyone can do their own thing. Some people want an exit strategy. Some people like the hustle and bustle. And some people like the extra income. Like I do, I like that. I like there's power in that money. I'm knowing, you know, if my kids like, mom, do you want to go for dinner? Just me and you. And I'm like, yeah, you're goddamn right. Yeah. You. Like we're going and I don't have to be <laughs> before I used to have to worry. And now, and there's, there's a, there's a power in that. I think that's beautiful. I agree. Well, how I met you, I feel like the social media space is so amazing how it really connects so many amazing people together. But Erica Reitman was sharing some things about you and Amanda over at the Wolco and Wolco. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just love how you always, just when you show up, you're like, this is me. Like, I'm going to give you my personality. I'm also going to show how you can be so intentional and purposeful with your time when you're creating content. And I, I everyone knows, like, I'm all about time management, but the way that you speak to it, you make it fun. Like to me, it's like a routine and a habit. But I love how you're like, let's have fun with the repurposing. And I think this is really cool because this is where we're going to get into a lot of what we'll be talking about today. But curious, like what gets you jazzed about creating content, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok for your audience? Oh, my God. That was, first of all, thank you for saying that. And thank you to Erica as well <laughs> for, you know, joining us in that <laughs> soci sociograph. So I, I just love creating content. Like I can create content out of absolutely nothing. I see things and I come up with 10 ideas 
And that's not to say that I always was like that. I think that comes from being a teacher and given the curriculum, they're like, here, here's the curriculum. And it's usually dry as fuck. So I have to create better <laughs> content so that the kids are at least engaged. So they're not like snore fest at the back. So I do get excited when I, you know, maybe see someone else do something. I'm like, Ooh, I could do it like this. Or, oh, this is a great idea or a great sound, especially the TikTok. This is a great sound. I saw one yesterday and it was it was the Jackie Chan with Chris Tucker. And I can't remember what that movie was. And he's talking about like $50 million, $50 million. And I was like, that's how much money I spent on my daughter's dance. I'm like, this would be perfect. I could do this sound. And it would be like me writing out, like how, like me writing the checks to the yeah, dance. Yeah. And I'm like, save that sound and Boom. right away put that like take the link put it right into my notes app and be like me paying for you know this year's dance you know fees and that will be super relatable because any other dance mom will recognize that and I get excited about it because I feel like back when I was younger I was like man if they had TikTok or Instagram back when I was younger like I would have been like obsessed I want it yeah obsessed because I was that kid in class that would make up the dances do the lip sync okay you know I had I'd written plays in high school even in grade school I'd written plays and and I I loved that so TikTok and Instagram reels are, are just another way for me to express you know my creativity and the passion I have for creating content so yeah I do get jacked about creating content pretty much anytime someone's like, are we going to do a content creation session? (laughs) And you're like, yeah, like, what are we waiting for? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. One of the other things that I appreciate about you is that, let me take a step back. I I don't know where it started, but there was maybe just this feeling or theory or belief out there that in order to stay relevant on whatever platform, right, you were on, that you had to push out all these types of content. Like you have to be coming up with all these different things. And I think specifically for side hustlers, I think this applies to full-on entrepreneurs as well. You would get so overwhelmed with, I don't know what else I could put out there. Like I'm tapping out because there's only so many things I can talk about before I confuse my audience. And one of the things I think you do well, what you're talking about is that you're creative with really just repeating some of the things that you either teach or that's in your world, but in a creative way that it's just a spin. Because when I look through your feed, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's still talking about repurposing, but she just found 10 different creative ways to talk about repurposing that I'm like, oh, I get it, Michelle, just repurpose. Like you're like, you're giving me this. (laughs) So I don't know if you want to highlight on that, because I think some of us think we have to do a bunch of things and we really don't. Yeah. So there's two parts to this. The first part is that the whole point about repurposing, because you see it everywhere, when you really start to pay attention, then you're like, oh gosh, man. The whole point about repurposing is making sure that your message is clear and consistent. You're saying it over and over again. There's evergreen things that just don't change. There just are. In whatever niche that you're in, there are evergreen things that just don't change. So it's just a matter of repurposing that in a bunch of different ways, whether that's a bunch of different formats, whether it's a bunch of different ideas that you have within that and really stretching out those ideas whether it's taking a sound and then and applying it to something that you said, you can say the same thing multiple different ways while still making sure that your communication and the message that you're sending is consistent. 
So that's, that's kind of the first part of it. And I always try and say, when I am creating a piece of content, I'm going to create this one piece of content, but I'm actually going to create it 10 times while I'm sitting there to save my, my time. So for example, I know on Monday, I am creating a piece of content called the repurposers toolbox, but how can I create that 10 times? How can I do that? So I stay in that pocket. I call it staying in that pocket. So I'm going to create a couple of memes. I'm going to create a carousel post. I'm going to do a fun, you know, 10 TikToks. I'll probably do 10 tick about that. And I'm just going to keep creating the same content, but I'm just going to massage it different ways. So that's the first part of it. That's the first part of, you know, repurposing. The second part of repurposing, and I think this comes from a mindset perspective, and I, I truly believe this is what has helped me, A, stay consistent, B, stay sane, and be able to continue moving forward with my business and help other people as well. The first thing, and it, this is key, is I am not indecisive. I trust that whatever piece of content I'm putting out there is fine. I don't, once I've made it, I don't dilly-dally around going, oh, I wonder if I should do, oh, what about these hashtags? I do not fuck around with that. I just make it and I set it off and I start creating the next one. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that I have a done, not perfect mentality. I'm just like, it's done. It might not be perfect. If I was worried about perfection, I would definitely not be putting out a fraction of the content that I'm putting out. And, and the third thing that, that comes along with that is the growth mindset that I think that I got from being a teacher that, that applies to how I create content. I know that if I'm going to create this piece of content right now, I know I can go back on it a month from now, two months from now, once I'm in my repurposing cycle, and I can look at it and go, okay, how can I make this better? The only way I'm going to be able to make it better is if I actually make it. So that, I think that is kind of the two parts to it. And if you look at my content or really any of the content that I've you know, produced for my clients, it is a massive repurposing you know, strategy. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to actually put out any content because I have no time to, you know. Agree that perfectionist pouty is a real thing for so many of us. And I love what you highlight. Like if I was a perfectionist, half of the stuff I wouldn't even put out there. But what's really cool that you talk about often too, is that some of the content that you put out there that you actually gave little time and effort to are the things that end up exploding or go like viral and whatever that definition that we're calling it. And I want to work backwards because I think that mindset piece is so key that I want to make sure that my listeners are like really honing in on. You make it and you go. And then the other thing that you said is it's done, not perfect. But I have to believe that that was something that was almost like a muscle that you had to like work and remind yourself. So is there, is it like a, you truly just hit it, like make it and go? Is it something that you have to like affirm? Like, how do you help someone? Because I think if we're not in that space, it's hard to become overcome being a perfectionist. Am I making sense? You are. So I, I think everybody starts in a space and it's, it's, a, it's scary. It's a, you know, a lot of people aren't on TikTok for that reason. They're like, I don't even know what I would do. And, and right. people make fun of me. And then I don't know how to do transitions and how do you do the editing? And what about the text on screen? I mean, it is overwhelming and it's daunting. So this is why I yeah. say start small. 
So if you're like, okay, I'm a perfectionist and I want my graphics to look perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are like a high end, like designer, I get it. You're going <laughs> to, you're right. You're going to want it to be perfect. Right. Right. That's a different ball game. But if you are putting out content on social media, you have to understand that the shelf life of social media is very small. So think about that right now. If you spend 30 minutes on a carousel, that likely is only going to be seen for less than 24 hours. Come on. Girl, do not waste that kind of time. Just make, so this is what I, this is what I want to say. Start small. Create templates that you like. Create a template that goes, okay, I'm going to stick with this template of a carousel. I'm going to stick with this template for a list post. I'm going to stick with this template for a blog. Like maybe you're writing a blog. Like, you know, I've got an intro. I've got my hook, like whatever it is. I'm just going to stay in that space. Creating those templates allows you to just, you know, create your content faster. And then look at, if I was to talk about one thing, let's just say it's, here are, I'm, I'm just using this as an example because it's one of my clients. Three unexpected ways to build your referral ne network as a, as a therapist. How can I make that when I'm sitting down and I'm making that carousel? Can I make this four or five other ways? I would say yes. Well, those three ways could also be, you know, text on screen with B-roll in the background. Those three ways could just be a list post. That's it with maybe, you know, I don't know, a computer screen in the background. I, don't, I mean, I'm just, I'm making things up here. It could also be like a tweet that you're, you're you know, that you've said, like, here are three ways that you can blah, 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 with B-roll in the background. And why don't you just make the carousel twice just with different graphics and then just have it. So right there, you're just sitting there and you've now just made five pieces of content, right? Okay, right. And, right. and that, only, that right. only took you 30 minutes and you've got five pieces of content. I just always think having content in a content bank is essential for when you feel like you're burnt out and when you want to maybe take a vacation and you could schedule that out and not have to worry about it. Yeah. And the key thing that I'm hearing too, and everything you're saying is that if the true goal is to be clear and concise with your messaging, once you create this template, that's how you can also let the perfectionism go because you're repeating that clear message. Like, if you're saying that here's my hook, here's the three things I'm talking about, you're just getting creative with flipping it. Don't get caught up if the transition wasn't smooth. Don't get caught up if maybe the colors weren't 100 percent Like, so to your point, if you're focusing on the message, that's the thing that you should be like really grounded in. And I'm repeating this message five or 10 different ways in uh -huh. order to make sure that I'm being seen. And it makes me go to the thought of, curious why you pick 10 because 10 to me like I love solid number like so three five and ten are like my go-to mm -hmm. it's 10 why 10 well because there's a, a multiple different formats so I think of we've got carousel we've got memes we've got mini carousels we've got short form videos like you know talking head you know if I'm like here are three ways that you can hone your referral skills yep. blah, 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 right number one or whatever we've got list posts we've got infographics right so now i like right here i'm at six we've got text on screen where it's just text on screen and b-roll on the back right we've got quote posts like what if there was like a quote what about an audio 
like just audio with hearing my voice with you know, maybe B-roll in the back. We have to understand that people consume content very differently, right? You can't assume that people like to listen to podcasts. You can't do that. If you do that, then you're selling yourself short and you've got all that content there. If you could repurpose that maybe into some quotes, maybe into some short form video, maybe into a carousel with like, you know, keeping it tight, you know, that they can swipe through quickly. Maybe we've now in the fifth or the 10th one, it's just a single image, you know, post. I mean, that's 10 right there. And I, I, when I create my carousels, I generally would create my carousels, the exact same carousel three times. So that would be like 13. Okay. I hope everyone is taking notes so well right now, because you just, what I love about everything you're teaching us, it's so simple. It's about working smarter, not harder. Having this template and how you craft out your message to these 10 ways are the 10 different ways that you can show up in a way that's so intentional, that's just repeating your message in a very clear and concise way that literally your community starts to say, I see you, I get what you're trying to tell me. Now here's my credit card, take my money and or I'm clicking the blue follow button because I know exactly why I want to be connected with you. And I think there's, wow, like you, this is why I appreciate you so much and how it's just easy. You know what, if you just don't overthink it, it is easy. Because again, coming back, we don't know when people are going to find us either, right? We don't know that people are going to see that one quote post and it's really going to resonate with them. And then they start looking through your other stuff. You're like, okay, well, this seems like someone that, you know, I would like to follow maybe the potential, you know, someone that I might buy from, whether it be a service or a product, we're showing some consistency and we are very, very clear at what we're talking about. So we're not veering away from you know, if, if I was a therapist and I was a therapist and I was a couples therapist and I was talking about relationships, I'm all of a sudden not veering away talking about, you know, dogs and how to clip dogs nails, right? Because I'm just, I felt like I really wanted to talk about that that day. I'm not confusing anyone and I'm certainly not confusing the algorithm, right? Right. So let's end here because I feel like we could go even deeper in this, but this could be a really good segue for people that want to circle back with you in a DM. Now, we talked about 10 different ways and how we can really repurpose our content on Instagram. Curious if there's one little tidbit that you would give us from a TikTok perspective, because you hit something really key, which is, it is overwhelming. Like, I actually reached out to Amanda, and I'm like, I feel like a fish out of water. So I share that, like, is there anything you could give us that, to remind us that we can still repurpose on that platform as well? Yeah, so on TikTok, I call it my four-for-one strategy. And I do this Ooh. all the time. Yeah, I do this all the time. Some people do like a three for one, but I call it a four for one. So I make a talking head TikTok. So let's just say it's like, here are the five tools that are in my repurposers toolbox that are essential if you are recreating social media content. Let's just say that's what it is. Okay. So I do a talking head okay. TikTok. Okay. So let's just say it's 60 seconds, a minute and a half. Okay. That's one. The second one that I'm going to do right away is going to be, you know, me working in the background B-roll and I've got, or really B-roll of anything you want. And I've got the five, you know, my five repurposing tools that I are essential to social media. So now it's the same content. Just now it's actually text on screen. I'm actually going to do that twice. I'm going to do that twice. Ooh, okay. Because again, the, the TikTok algorithm is very robust very robust. It is showing your content to 80% of the people that are not following you. 
So I would do that again and I would change the hashtags so that it's kind of just going out different. Exact same content. Okay. So, but we're not going to count that as two. We're just going to still count that as one. And then okay. the third one I'm going to do is I'm going to find a trending sound, right? I know because I'm on TikTok for too long and I know what's trending. You know what? You hear the same sound over and over. I'm, I'm like, I'm, how could I, I'm, how could I yeah. do this and go here are the five top apps that I use or here are the five top tools that I use. How can I do that? Well, you know, adding to a trending sound. I just find one of them and I just add it in again. Done. Not perfect. <laughs> don't care. Right. Don't care. But it's still on that same topic. And maybe I pick only one of those tools from the repurposers. That's hard to say repurposers toolbox. Maybe I only <laughs> pick one of them. Right. And I say Descript is my favorite repurposing tool. Right. I pick a trending sound. And I do it. And then the fourth way, which is, this is the big one of those three videos that I repurposed or I, I made repurpose. Did anyone make right, a comment? Right. Anyone at all? If they commented, I am responding to a comment with a video. Always doing that. And because this is really, really important on TikTok to respond to comments with videos because it builds authority, builds connections, builds community. And I, I personally think there's, there's something in the background of TikTok that pushes those videos out a little bit more. I really do. Just because it's showing the relationship of the, yeah, that makes sense. It, it, they like, they right. like well, it and they like that you're using yeah. their, one of their features, which is the reply to comment with video. That is a big feature of TikTok. Well, once again, Michelle, you are helping it keep it simple and not overcomplicating the process. Well, so I'm glad. This is such good, <laughs> this is good like information for us, especially as busy individuals that love the hustle, but also like the simplicity of having a format or a process that they can actually execute on. So how can my listeners get connected with you and learn more about you? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm on Instagram, Michelle Lang Inc. On Instagram, of course. I'm also on TikTok, Michelle Lang Inc. My other TikTok is my over 40 winos. That's a bit more fun. So if you've got moms there Ooh. that are busy moms that like wine, have kids, and sometimes their partners annoy them. That is a great TikTok for you to, to look at. So that's the over 40 winos. And then of course, I've got my Instagram and my TikTok, my business one, Michelle Lang Inc. I will put all three links in the show notes. I'm only following two out of the three. I'm heading over to the over 40 winos because I'm in that club with you. And I never knew you had that account. So I'm joining. Oh, girl, you buckle oh, yeah, up. I'm 40 with you, right? Yeah. I can't Lots, wait. You are going to, you're going to have, you're going to have a ball over there. I'll tell you that. There's lots of fun people in that community as well. Oh, I love it. Okay, cool. Well, Michelle, thank you seriously so much for gifting us with your time and all these great resources. It's been a pleasure. And until next time, so I have a feeling we will figure out another topic for you to come back to talk to my oh, audience Oh, I would about. love to. I would love to. Thank you so much, Lisa, and to all of your listeners. I'm really excited to work with you again, of course. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, 
Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.